Why Watch That is a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head-to-head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome Welcome to to Why Watch Watch That. Critic? Yes. Critic! What? Have you heard? We just got a buy me a coffee page. <laughs> What's that? Boy, come on. It's a place where listeners can support our work for as little as $5. $5. Pretty much the price of a coffee. I don't drink no coffee. What you talking about? Well, you don't drink anything but water <laughs> and eat raw potatoes. But I guess they can buy you a popcorn. How about that? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> well, everyone, look, visit buymeacoffee.com forward slash why watch that to support our work or purchase our valuable resources. Yeah, you know what? We just added the TV trackers to help you curate a collection of shows you'll love to watch. So find this and more ways to support us at buymeacoffee.com forward slash why watch that. So critic, are you going to buy me a coffee? Maybe. The why watch that talk. Hey guys, it is the producer here with our Oscars after party. Now, you guys are not (laughs) (laughs) all right. (laughs) Yes, myself and a critic, and you're not going crazy if you hear some other voices because we felt felt like we could not have a party with just us. We had to let some of our other why watch that friends on the like in into the conversation, right? So today we have with us. Christine A. Dixon, who is a business and entertainment attorney and a small business development coach, along with Monica Links, who is a business and entertainment journalist and media personality. And they're going to um, give their perspective on the Oscars and all of that good stuff that happened last night and how do we feel about the experience. So experience, yes. <laughs> and, you know. <laughs> Wait, but we are we are in elite company. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna check out. You all do. I watch that. I'm gonna watch you. No, I'm joking. Go well, they ahead, gave please. us a reason to to watch that last well, night, did they not? We got yeah. This is the why yes. we should watch. Mm. So, producer, how are we rolling through this? Can you explain this to the good folks? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do this. So, guys, you know, we do not cover every every category of the Oscars. This would not be respectful of you guys' limited time as busy people who are trying to figure out what are you going to watch. So we're going to hit the um, categories that we talked about in the preview, but we are going to go through Chauncey's critics going to take us through the whole um the whole scope of all the winners because we want to acknowledge everybody that that won for their work last night then we're going to take every category we're going to have our why watch that friends weigh in on the conversation and we're going to save critics feedback to the end so that he does not skew any of the uh <laughs> any other thoughts how dare you i'm not that impressed <laughs> wait a minute i don't have that much clout <laughs> Just, and just so everyone knows, mm. producer and all and our wonderful guests, best actor will be last, and you know why. Yes, all you right. have to save that. Yes, <laughs> that that will come last. So 
let's talk about, as you said, producer, the winners in the categories. We're not going to discuss in depth. Uh, winner of animated feature film is Encanto. No shock. Yeah, I enjoyed no shock that, there. so I'm happy. Yes. No shock. Uh, Flea was an interesting uh, addition Very. to that category. But Encanto. Cinematography. Dune wins. And that's uh, Greg Frazier. I'll, I'll talk about Dune later. I can't even right now. Costume design. <laughs> Cruella wins. Jenny Beaven won for that. With the red uh, lipstick. That took Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> Documentary feature is what I would have voted for. Summer of Soul, or when the revolution could not be televised. And we know when mm. that happened. Yes, quest for Questlove, but, you know, well-deserved. Well-deserved. Well-deserved and not deserved to come after the fiasco. Yeah, the chaos. Yes, <laughs> But so happy for Questlove. I remember seeing this um, at one of those festivals last year. I forget which one. And I, you know, it's always been my favorite documentary. And can I say so. he looked, mm-hmm. he looked great. They yes. looked good when they came up, even though they weren't able to get our full attention, but they yes. looked great. He looked fabulous. Yeah. Yes. And I'm glad that we can give them attention right now because they deserve it. And everybody, if you haven't seen Summer of Soul, it's on Hulu. You can go right there right now and watch. Um, Documentary short subject, The Queen of Basketball wins. Um, Mm. Ben Proudfoot, director. I'm not surprised by that either. Um, Film editing, Dune. Joe Walker is the winner there. Makeup and hair styling. Well, I mean, the eyes of Tammy Faye, of course, won. Uh, So their uh, winners are Linda Dowds, Stephanie Ingram, and Justin Raleigh. So good for them. Music original score, Dune, Hans Zimmer is the winner. Music original song, No Time to Die, from that movie by Billie Eilish and Francis, or sorry, Phineas O'Connell. So they win. And production design winner is Dune for Patrice Vernet. A set decoration uh, was uh, Zutsana Sipos. Wow. Short film animated, the windshield wiper wins that. Short film live action, the long goodbye is the winner. For sound, Dune again. Dune won six awards, the most of any film. So the winners for Dune for sound are Mac Ruth, Mark Mangini, Theo Green, Doug Hemphill, and Ron Bartlett. Visual effects, Dune again. Paul Lambert, Tristan Miles, Brian Connor, and Gerd Nefser. And there we go with the categories we're not going to have a large discussion about. So congrats to all of them. And now what's next, producer? Uh-oh. Uh-huh. All right, we're going to go into our categories that we're going to, you know, dig a little deeper in today. So we're going to start with um, the international film category. So, Credit, can you let me know what's, you know, what's in there? Yeah, so nominees are Drive My Car from Japan, Flea from Denmark, The Hand of God from Italy, Lunana, a yak in the classroom from Bhutan, and the worst person in the world from Norway. And the winner of that category is Drive My Car from Japan. So, uh, Christine, how do you feel about that one? Well, actually, I enjoyed that film. I actually enjoyed um, The Worst Person in the World as well. But I actually thought the best one that left me, Drive My Car, 
I have a lot to say about that because that actually threw me into a whole mood. But Flea, I really enjoyed Flea. I really did. I learned a lot. Um, and it has some reflections of what is happening right now with Brush and Crimea, which I was surprised to see. And then it also drew references to Drive My Car with Uncle Vanya. So there was a kind of a cross interaction there between the two. But I really, really loved the animation in this film, the, the, the fact that they went between animation and, you know, just regular and how they did the animation. In the in the movie, he talks about not knowing his mother when not remembering what his mother looked like at a young age. And you could tell that when they did the anime, she had no face when he was trying to tell the story that he heard from her versus when he was telling the story that he had firsthand. And it was really, really well done. I really, you know, I walked away talking about that for a few days because I saw that earlier than drive my car. So I actually, it was a kind of a cross for me, but, you know, so I actually you know, could see, and I was actually rooting for it <laughs> slightly, but I saw why they gave it to drive my car. That was much more an intense film, I think. Um, it was intricate how they balanced the director's life and the story that they were trying to tell at the same time and how it played with Uncle Vanya, the actual Uncle Vanya story, which was also a story of regret and sorrow and that was the life he was living and then also the life that the driver the, the girl was living with her story as well so actually you know saw why they gave it to it and actually could have seen why it was nominated for more than one category got it monica what are your thoughts my thoughts are that, um, well, let me just say that I'm a huge fan of international films in general. So this category is highly respected. Um, and though I wasn't able to see the whole film, like I just have a certain respect for that, the category and that particular film in general. So that's just where I'm going to leave it. Nice. And critic. So what, what do you agree with the Academy selection? No. <laughs> no. Uh, drive Why? my car. Well, drive my car. I get it. I, to me, I got an hour in. I was like, I'm done with this. It. It's like the story to me didn't grab me. So I you didn't not, get to see the story of the driver. Nope. I got up to the driver and I said, I'm done with this. I don't have another two hours in me to finish drive my car. I have studied Chekhov. I get it. Um, you know, okay, the whole wife thing. It just didn't grab me at all. Now, I don't think it's a bad movie. I just, I will tell all the listeners, um, if you are not used to watching a lot of international film, a lot of indie, like deep indie, you are not going yeah. to like it. Okay. Yeah, so, you have to you have yes. to really have and I do I think that's probably why I enjoyed it because I do watch a lot of Asian and any type of international, I'm all over it. So I think you have to yes. have patience. Yeah, it is not parasite. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so it's not parasite. Don't it is not. Um now with what they nominated, I did like the hand of God from Italy. Um, so that's on Netflix. The worst person in the world, I appreciate it. And Drive My Car is technically wonderful. 
it really is. It's a well-made movie. That's why it won. However, what's not in here is still my favorite international film of last year, A Hero from Asghar Farhardi. I love his work. That, to me, I was more interested in because there's an immediacy to the story. Yeah. It's not, oh, my wife cheated, and then there's a car crash, and I'm driving along listening, trying to learn lies to Uncle Vanya. I just don't care. But, okay, what's next? All right, so <laughs> the next category we're going to be going into is a writing category for a dad. last. See, you got to make me <laughs> <laughs> I know, make me feel so bad with my deep commentary. <laughs> no, I loved it. I okay. loved it. It was great. And all of that is legitimate. All of it is legitimate. <laughs> we have to have balance. <laughs> So we're going to go to the writing category. Um, the adapted screenplay is where we're going to start. Yeah, so nominees. Coda, written by Sean Heater. Drive My Car, written by Ryusuke Hamaguchi. And Takamasa Oe. Dune, written by John Spates. And Denis Villeneuve, along with Eric Roth. The Lost Daughter, written by Maggie Gyllenhaal. And The Power of the Dog, written by Jane Campion. All right. And the winner for that category is Coda. Coda. So, Monica, I'm going to toss it to you first. Do you agree with the Academy selection? Um, I, I always, I know it's back to my answer. Sorry, it's from a little generic that I really respect. Again, I respect the filmmaker in this film. This was uh, a deaf to hearing uh, movie. Uh, these movies are a lot of hard work. Um I did um, also enjoy the speech by who was uh, what's his name again? If anybody can toss it out real quick, uh, who accepted the award for this? Um, oh, the but, this is the director. It's Sean Sean Heater wrote it. Mm-hmm. There you Sean go. Heater. So, You're so talking about the actor. The, I'm sorry, the director. So I I actually do like again. This is one of those things where I thought. You know, the thought process in getting to this one, I thought was great. I kind of do agree with the Academy because of the degree of difficulty in and and the story itself. So I wasn't able to watch this one, but I also am very familiar with this film and I've heard some great things about it. But I don't know. I'm not I think I, I don't know. I think it might have been a fair assessment considering the level of story that was involved in the screenplay. So. All right. Christine, what do you think? Well, I kind of, I actually would have gotten drive my car. And, but then I see the interaction again, and I know how the Academy tends to fall behind certain things, as Monica says. So here they were falling behind the technicality, the subject matter. And that was also present in drive my car, because when they did do the casting, there was a deaf um, actress in that show too. So I, when I looked at the nominations, I kind of saw where they were going. So immediately I knew Coda and Drive My Car would be contenders and probably would be supported by the Academy. So I actually did not finish Coda. When I started it, I actually, as producer knows, watched in entirety the wrong coda, but I found out that the right one I started and the reason I checked out was because of how heart-wrenching it was the storyline was for me. Seeing her communicate, trying to communicate to her 
you know, family that they were being basically robbed for the fishing. And we we began, the movie began with them fishing and you saw the hard work and then her getting off. And and it was it was a lot for me. And I and I said, this couldn't be the movie. So I went and I looked for another quota, found a whole other quota and watched it. But that's neither here nor there. But the point is that I could see that they would rally behind, as you said, the story, the degree of difficulty and technicality of that film and what it meant and how it did strike home. So, you know, kudos for them because, you know, when we when you saw it and you saw the actor come up for his award later, you know, you really fell into an appreciation for it. Got it. Yeah. All right. Monica? Oh, and, and the fact that um, my understanding is Marley Matlin gave her blessing to this film as well. So, and I thought that was super, I thought that was super important to it too. Yeah, so, so you know, she's uh, starring in it. Um, so definitely important. Uh, Coda, uh, you know, producer, the ref and I saw this at Sundance last year. It was our favorite from Sundance last year. It is my number two movie of last year overall um the reason is you want to watch it like and, and what christine is saying there if you keep watching it there's a payoff for all of that and this family they feel like a family and mm-hmm. you know if you don't know everybody coda stands for child of deaf adults so you know her parents are deaf her brother is and but she's hearing and how does that work and she has these dreams and you have eugenio's mm-hmm. character like and it's on Apple TV Plus, so if you want to see it, it's there. And but for this category, also you have to consider it's an adapted screenplay. So that's the question. You know, is this the best adaptation in writing? Mm. I mm. am not mad at Sean winning for this. I think she mm. deserves it. I though would have given it to do. Read Dune and you tell me what script you come up with out of it. We've seen people try it before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, now, a mm-hmm. lot of people will say, oh, you know, this is just the first of movies. It's just like with Lord of the Rings, where they waited till the last one to finally give it awards. I don't agree with that. Um, so I would have given it to Dune just because of the level of difficulty and how well they accomplished it. But I'm not mad at Coda and I, I applaud Sean and all of them. Got it. Moving on to the next category. Writing. Original screenplay. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. So nominees, Belfast, written by Kenneth Branagh. Don't Look Up. Written by Anna McKay. And story by some other people I ain't reading. King Richard. Now, King Richard is written by Zach Balin. Licorice Pizza. Written by Paul Thomas Anderson, who used to be P.T. Anderson way back in the day. And the worst person in the world. Written by, oh yes, here we go. Eskil Vogt and Joachim Trier. Oh yes, of course. He's writing here. So who wins this one, producer? This category goes to Belfast. Now, Christine, do you agree with the Academy for this category? I enjoyed this film. I enjoy this film tremendously. I am not a lover of black and white and technical films. They often set me in a mood from jump. 
I don't know if it's because I am loyal to Ian Hines and Dame Donch, but I loved this film. It took me about the first half an hour to realize that the film wasn't following any direct pattern, but it was like memories of this little boy. It was his memories. And it was so well done because you, you felt the excitement he was feeling during the troubles, you know, them running through the streets. Then I just loved his relationship with his grandparents. And I think that made the whole film that, you know, those two actors there was just... Because it was black and white, you had you saw the grains of their face. You saw every exchange. And the last exchange to me, which I would have given Dame Judy an award just for it, was the ending where she played that just tremendously and put me in a whole other mood remembering my own life. And it I just thought it was phenomenal. So for anything that it won for everything that it was nominated for, I was in support of. I mean, I just thought it was just well done. I could say more, but, you know, time. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Monica, weigh in on um, on this category. You agree with the Academy? This was a tough one because I felt like there are some common themes between King Richard and Belfast. So it's a tough category. Um, Dame Judy obviously can do no wrong here. So I I have to take a neutral stance on this one because it, for me, it could have gone with either one of those films. Got it. Critic, are you and the Academy on the same page? Uh, Belfast was in my top 10 movies of last year. Um, I largely agree with what Christine is saying there. It's just an enjoyable movie to watch about a tough period in history in Ireland. Um, And, you know, Kenneth Branagh alluded to this in his acceptance speech, which, by the way, this is his first Oscar win of eight nominations. Um, So congrats. Yeah. Congrats to him. Uh, Like you were saying, it was casted well. It's made well. Using black and white makes sense. Um, you have those uh, actors along with you talk. We talked about Kieran Hines and Dave Judy Dench, but there's also little Jude Hill. Where'd they yeah. find him? He was and phenomenal. He was phenomenal. phenomenal. And it's good for us to talk about this movie here because this is its win. Um, so I, I, I do congratulate Kenneth. I think that like Christine was saying, the whole memory aspect using that, because this is his family story. Mm-hmm. during this time. So for him to do that, like he said, it's a tribute to his family, to Ireland, to those people during a tough time. And I think if you haven't seen Belfast, I think a lot of people will like it when they do. So I I completely agree with them here in this category. See that? And I, I think well, what is important is everybody knows the story of the Troubles, mm-hmm. but it's... it's Does everybody know the don't... story of the Troubles, Christine? Wait a minute now. Well, of the Catholic and the Protestant stories, that's how it's termed the troubles, you know. We know the story, but the way they looked at it, not from, you saw the first probably 20 minutes of it happening in your face, but then the way he went internal and dealt with it just on the, 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 how it affected a family. 
or two families together is what I thought was really, you know, impressive and yes. made it to me an original screenplay adaption. So it wasn't telling, it was telling the same story or telling an old story, but the way it was told differently to me. Cool. All right. So the next category we have is directing. Nominees, Belfast again, Kenneth Branagh, Drive My Car again, Ryosuke Hamaguchi, Licorice Pizza again, Paul Thomas Anderson, The Power of the Dog again, Jane Campion, and West Side Story, of course directed this time by Steven Spielberg. And the winner is The Power of the Dog. Now, Christine, do you agree with the Academy for the selection of this category? Don't get me started on uh-oh, about the dog. Uh-oh. <laughs> Lord, I didn't know where this film was, whether it was coming or going. I got lost in it. One point, I was like, the man is injured, how? Um, I, again, from the lead up to this, I knew they would go there because of how they talked about this particular director and this was going to be and I think what the academy likes to do is the first in time so there was a lot of first last night and so I knew that she was going to be a contender because of how it they were playing out to it and that's what made me decide I wasn't going to do a representative sample because all these movies were verging on four hour long. At least they felt like four hour long movies, but they were actually almost all two plus. So I started wondering if I should do like auditors do, just make an audit and do 30 minutes each. But I sat through this one. It was like watching something in Death Valley. I mean, I wasn't even quite sure where it was placed. Um, Yeah, and they filmed it um, in New Zealand. Yes, and I I found that out afterwards, but Mm -hmm. I was just like, it was brought back mountain without the greenery. I mean, I'm, you know, um, when you look at the other stories, I kind of was not a fan of the Curry's Pizza, but Mm -hmm. I think all the others stood to me stronger, but I knew where they were going with this one. Christine, who would you have given it to? Steven Spielberg. Mm. Okay, why? West Side Story. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just thought the film itself, and I am not a lover of musicals. Mm -hmm. When they start, when they break into song, usually I'm off. So (laughs) I thought... West Side Story and Siriano for musicals were really mm. top notch. I mean, and I really thought when you looked at the scope of directing the different scenes and, you know, the the everything together, I really thought that would have gotten to me the nod, but I saw where they were heading with this film. And I, the degree of technicality, I don't see there as much as I see in West Side. So, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I have more, I have more I can say about that story, but I'll just leave it there as to how it left me. It did, it did leave me where I got up the next morning wondering 
still thinking I may have to watch it again to see some intricate portions that I missed. Because when I realized what happened at the end, I was like, I missed some clues. There was a point where I knew that this person was leading him on and things were going to happen. But, you know, so so there was that. There was that it did have, she was able to lead you and carry you in a little suspense. Yeah. I just, you know, so that goes Mm -hmm. on my thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) God. Yes. So if you had to select Christine from this category, who would you have given it to if not the power of the dog? Well, if not the power of the dog, I, as I said, I would have gone with West Side Story and or Belfast. Got it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So directing. Yeah. Okay. Pick one though. Okay. So now you threw in Belfast, Christine. Would you go with Kenneth or with Seaman? I would have gone with Kenneth. But because I know Stephen is a well favorite and I did enjoy it, I could see if it, it went there too. So that's why I said I, but I would have gone with Belfast. Monica, you have um, any insight on the power of the dog? Do you agree with the Academy? This one I'm going to bow out of because I don't, uh, as the old folks say, I don't have a dog in this fight. <laughs> 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 And there was only one dog in this fight. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Very good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, is there, is there, is there someone, Monica, that you would have given directing best director to that's not nominated? Um, no, actually, no, I actually do feel like, um, this particular year, and this is across all categories, I did feel like the Academy has listened a lot and they've made a lot of adjustments to the nominees. So actually I don't have any beef with the Academy on who was actually nominated. Cause I think they've done a much better job of diversifying the categories. Do they still have some room for improvement? Sure. But I, I definitely think that this was a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm going to say, producer. <laughs> what the people need to know what you're going to say. <laughs> I yeah, said so it in our preview. I said it. I say it again. Do Dilly Villeneuve. I just can't. Like, it, it just blows my mind the way that they piece that. It's an impossible book all of us to do. It's impossible. But here, here goes the thing. It's And I, I agree with you because I, I mentioned this to producer. Dune, I actually re-watched on Saturday. It is the mm-hmm. only movie of the collection that I actually made time. Mm. <laughs> I made time to re-watch it because I enjoyed it that much. So I agree with you, but I think it's the cross that they bared with, similar to The Lord of the Rings, where they probably did not want to throw everything in the direction of one film, knowing that there is to come. Yes. But... Exactly. And, and and that is the thinking I disagree with. Because it is the best movie or the best director. I don't care if there's a trilogy coming or, you know, in this case, there's a sequel coming to finish the first book. Is it the best or not? Now, we got to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Now, of these mm-hmm. nominees. So, of these nominees. Yeah. Of these well, nominees, would I give it to Jane? No. This is Jane's second win. She won for the piano. Uh, the power of the dog, I find it kind of hilarious um, because it's <coughs> the simplest thing in the world to me. I was not confused in the end. 
it made perfect sense. And then we get into this toxic, toxic masculinity stuff when it's a bully. When a man does something wrong, why is it toxic masculinity? It's a bully. That's who he is. It's but real simple. A, but he met another bully. A quiet bully. The, that's the twist, right? <laughs> that is the twist. And, and people are and in I was going, like, people are he in reeled going, him oh in God. with that rope, didn't he? He reeled yeah. him in. And I was like, hmm. right. that it's was so clear what was happening. I was like, to be reeling him in. Like he's being poisoned. Like I, like I was not, like I was not confused. I was just like, okay, all right. Like it's not a bad movie. Got it. It took too long to work, get going, but okay, fine. Um, but oh, uh, that's kind of how I feel about Jane in general. I mean, people love Jane's work. It's always left me kind of like, well, yeah, all right. So I mean, they gave it to Jane again, second time. Wonderful, great for her. Of these nominees, I would have gone with Steven. Um, what he did with West Side Story. It's a difficult thing as someone who studied musicals. But I know when I look at that movie and I look at where the camera is, which is not just the cinematographer, it's also Steven Spielberg piecing it together. Yeah. Now, this movie has a lot of problems. And a lot of successes. Um, One of the issues, producer, and then we can move forward, that I didn't mention in the preview, I will mention now, is at the end when you have now Rita Moreno playing Valentina, Doc's wife, and the whole thing that happens to Anita, played by Ariana, that was a problem. When you have Rita Moreno in a shop with all the Jets who are doing what they do to Anita and then they have that confrontation. It didn't land and it was awkward and it didn't make sense. So there are issues in that adaptation. Um, but I think technically you didn't know you didn't mm-hmm. know what had happened. And then I remember saying to myself, did they kind of rape her? Were they raping her? That, what was happening yeah. here? You that know? is the and that's I the still scene, have seen right? a dancing going on yes. around this afterwards. I'm like <laughs> Yeah. And then to have her stay in the shop with the Jets and have, you know, Anita say what she says to her. Isn't this reflective of what exactly happened to us that we're not going to discuss till the end? This uncomfortable moment and then we just pan on through it. (laughs) Yeah. So issues of my side story, other ones I've already talked about before, you know, Tony didn't work, so the movie can't really work. I'm sorry. You've got to be bigger and, you know, I don't know how many times i got to say it. The first song he sings, something's coming. <laughs> I mean, hello. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, but, you know, it is what it is. I would so have given it. maybe the best it, one would have been best Belfast. Yeah. I would, look, I, Belfast, I would not have been angry at Kenneth winning. I wouldn't have been angry at Ryosuke winning for Drive My Car. I would not have been angry. Paul Thomas Anderson and Licorice Pizza. Oh, God, don't talk about that. I spent $6. I rented that for $6. I said, go ahead and do it. I want my $6 back. I want my two hours back. Um, this is I an, texted it's a friend like, and I me, said that was yeah. two and a half hours of my time that I would never get back. Yeah. And I watched it in installments. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I fast forwarded through some of it because I kind of got it. I was like, okay. And Paul Thomas Anderson to me is hit or miss. 
I mean, the height of his powers was there will be blood. I mean, there is no question. There will be blood. And then we get stuff like this, where it's just like, okay. It's, it has the feeling to me of like boyhood that year when everybody loved boyhood. And I was like, uh-huh. And then there were some scenes that didn't even belong. I mean, that whole yeah. Bradley could have just kept himself out of that whole movie because I, I was just like, really, you yeah. make a cameo for this? Focus on Nightmare Alley. <laughs> yeah, it's you know, it's it's inside baseball. I get it. I wouldn't have nominated him, but okay. What's next? Right, next next category we have actress in a supporting role. Yeah, so. Nominees, Jesse Buckley, one of my favorites for The Lost Daughter. Ariana DeBose for West Side Story. Uh-huh. Anita's gonna have her kicks. That's Ariana. <laughs> we also have Judy Dench for Belfast. Kirsten Dunst for The Power of the Dog. And Ingenue Alice playing Orsine or Brandy in King Richard. And the winner of this category is Ariana, the boys, West Side Story. Monica, do you agree with the Academy? I do, but (laughs) (laughs) I am a humongous fan of King Richard, which I will save that for when we get to that movie. (laughs) Um, But I will say someone who has a theatrical background, um, the execution of, uh, you know, West Side Story, I definitely think Execution-wise, it was a much uh, more intense role for the actor. So I'm going to give it to the Academy on that, just for that reason and only that reason, because I thought the acting in King Richard was, uh, it was great. It was great acting uh, from actors I'm not even familiar with, and they kind of knocked it out the park. So, but I definitely will agree with the Academy here. All right. Christine, do you agree with the Academy or would you have given this win to someone else? I seeing seeing her um last night, I'll I'll you know, I'll agree. I enjoyed the film. I thought that it was Mrs. Ellis time, as well as I thought Miss Donch did not Miss Dame Judy Donch knocked it out of the park. But I could have been happy with it going to Miss Ellis. I really thought she did. Uh, when I saw that King Richard was nominated, of the two actors that were nominated, I thought she should have won her. And not for any reason. I thought she did a phenomenal job in her role. And as I said, I'm okay with who they awarded it to. I enjoyed her performance in that, but I wouldn't have put her in the category of these other women. So... But I'm okay with it. Got it. Critic, do you agree with what the Academy decided last night? See, this is a tough one. And this is what uh, Christine and Monica are getting at. Because Ingenue, it really what it is, is the kitchen scene in King Richard. That's the one. Like, if you go to that scene, she and Will Smith are toe-to-toe, and that's the scene. If you think of executing, you can't do it better. Um... And, but then Ariana, it's a, it's an interesting thing when we get to musicals, because like I was, what I said in the preview, the anchor of her performance is dance, it's not acting, but she acts the dance. So what do you do with that? And I'm sorry if you watch that, you, it's her when she's on the screen. When she's dancing, that's it. 
she's the movie. And Spielberg goes, put the camera right there. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, choreography, get that dress going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So different mm-hmm. from a Rita Moreno, whose anchor is acting. Now they can do all three, both of them. It's just a different look. And that's why it works as well, because she's not doing Rita Moreno. It's a different interpretation. So I am very happy for Ariana. I definitely think she deserves it. I would have had a hard time choosing between her and Ingenue. Very difficult. Judy Dench is always good. And there's no reason. We don't even need to talk about it. It's Judy Dench. Okay. That's why I didn't. I agree her with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I agree with you on the thing. When you're looking at a holistic approach, there were probably two scenes that she stood out in. This is Dame Dunch. And then the others, she stood out throughout the entire, every time she was on screen. Yeah. It's Judy Dench. You know, but, you know, yeah. so I agree with you there. But I just felt it was Miss Ellis's time. And I just, mm. just as, you know, and because, as you said, that kitchen scene, when yes. she it was like, she was actually arguing for her win when she was saying, what about me? I did this. I did that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. that was, you know. But And the writing of that scene was great as well. The writing, like the, the nuances and the argument between the two of them. It was just, that's like the height of that movie. And at the Almost. end, when he laid his head on her shoulder, and I was just like, that's mm. that. You are exactly right. I've never heard anyone pull that. That's actually the scene that got me to the movie. Yeah, yeah. Now, with that said, they did not nominate Martha Plimpton and especially Ann Dowd for Mass. It is a crime. I'll say it again. It is an absolute crime. I defy anybody to watch Mass and go, oh, they shouldn't be nominated. Forget that. They shouldn't win. Ann Dowd should win. (laughs) At the end of Mass, when she comes back in that scene after everything they do, because it's all about acting in that movie. When she comes back at the end, I, look, that's clear to me. Also, also, who I think is missing here from the tragedy of Macbeth is Catherine Hunter, who plays the witches. I would have put her in. Yeah. And I, I would have taken out. And I love you, Jesse, but you can go. Kirsten can go. Oh, Kirsten can always go. <laughs> no, I like Kirsten. I think she, she did plays a good the job, same so. role in every movie. She plays the same <laughs> role in every movie. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my god! <laughs> but congratulations to Ariana. I'm happy that that she won. Right. Next category: actor in a supporting role. Nominees: Kieran Hines for Belfast, Troy Kotzer for Coda. Jesse Lemons for The Power of the Dog, J.K. Simmons for Being the Ricardos, and Cody Smith-McPhee for The Power of the Dog. And the winner is Troy Kaltzer. Christine, well, did the Academy get it right? I, I can't really weigh in too much because as I said, I did miss, I only saw the first 45 minutes of that show. So the only person I would call out from this is I am actually surprised about Mr. Simmons. I thought he did a phenomenal job in the Ricardos. I mean, but I did not see the whole thing. So I can't really, you know, go any further south. <laughs> Got it. I'll let someone else opine on it. <laughs> <laughs> Monica, how do you feel about the Academy's decision in this category? 
I partially share the same sentiment that I'm going to bow out of this one too. <laughs> because it, it, I think this was one of those ones where you needed to see the whole thing and I didn't. But it's, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I have, I'm, I'm very mixed here. Mm-hmm. All right. So critic is all on you. You got to hold this category down. So uh, do you agree with the Academy? Why not? Um, look, Troy, the thing about, okay, so we have a deaf actor win in this category. First time for this category. Of course, Marley Matlin won uh, 35 years ago uh, for Children of a Lesser God. Great movie. Um, so here we go. I'm so happy for Troy because the thing about Troy's performance is you think that's him, that character, when you watch it. Like, it, you don't really see it as an actor, even though he's acting. It's not like he, his technique isn't there. It is. And that is the biggest compliment I can give him. And, you know, Coda's close to my heart as a movie. So I'm, I'm very happy that he was nominated and won. Now, Christine is talking about JK. I love JK. I hate being the Ricardo. So just have to be honest about that. Hated it top to bottom. It is not right. <laughs> now. It had no humor. Uh, among other things, you know. Now, JK, if he's not landing his beats, it is somebody else's fault. Okay, so these are, this is what I'll say to people as a little clue to movies and anything you're watching with actors in it. If you know the actor is great and something's off, it ain't their fault. It's somebody else. Now, you can figure out who that is. Now, missing in this category for me, again, I'm coming back to Mass. There's a quartet of actors in Mass who did some of the greatest acting of last year and beyond. I just don't get it. Now, Jason Isaacs, I could understand for Mass if you didn't nominate him. Of the four, he would be the weakest. But read Bernie in Mass. Why is he not nominated? Also, I'm going to say it again. Ben Affleck and the Tender Bar. Why is he not nominated? I know why mm. he's not. I know why y'all didn't. But you wrong. You wrong. And even Dan Stevens in I'm Your Man, where he plays this android who's supposed to be this, you know, woman's paramour. Very interesting. In German. Speaking in German, Dan Stevens, yes. Why is he not nominated? So with that said, though, again, the power of the dog people, fine. I don't have a problem with these actors. JK, I love you. But I could replace the three of them with who I said. And then it would be an interesting category. Uh, but, you know, hats off to Troy. Well-deserved. Loved him. Loved Coda. If Coda wins everything, I'd be almost perfectly fine with it. Got it. Next category, actress in a leading role. Nominees, Jessica Chastain in the eyes of Tammy Faye. Olivia Coleman, ooh, another of my favorites for The Lost Daughter. Penelope Cruz for Parallel Mothers. Nicole Kidman in Being the Ricardos. And Kristen Stewart for Spencer. And the winner is Jessica Chastain. Monica, throwing this one to you first. Did the Academy get it right? I, I'm going to say yes. And my reason is um, I am fresh off of watching Spencer. Um, and in the words of our friends in the UK, I felt it was dreadful. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> it, was, it was one of those 
saying that I felt it was a good actor and a bad plot, but the accent wasn't there for me. Um, Nicole Kidman, who I am a fan of, and uh, being the Ricardos, that is also another film that I felt was painful for me too. It just, it just wasn't there. Um, and so for that reason, I'm going to agree with the Academy because I just, it just, yeah, no, no. The other, I mean, man, I have a whole hour long talk about why Spencer failed and, and it's, and, and let me just say, I, I've watched so many Princess Diana accounts. I've listened to the tapes. I've watched The Crown. They went with the very fictionalized, the believability was not there because I know too many facts, uh, right? The actress was trying to pull this off, but it was just like, <sighs> yeah, no, I agree with the Academy because I, I can't. I don't know why they chose to go that way. And I kept watching this movie the whole time, hoping it would get better. Same thing with being the Ricardos. Um, I kept hoping it would get better. It just didn't. It just, no. And 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 by the way, I happen to love Jessica Chastain's acting anyway. She probably should have gotten awards for other things that she didn't. And so, yeah, I stand with the Academy. All right, Christine, how do you feel about the Academy's decision in this category? Well, I mean, out of all that were nominated, and perhaps that's where we should probably start, is the nominations, which perhaps are a little bit faulty. I'm not sure she acted. It was just her eyes. (laughs) By comparison to someone of Olivia Coleman, who I hated the storyline. It was the absolute worst storyline. Um, the, the story was just horrific. She played a horrible person, but did she play that horrible person well? She played a horrible person well to the point where I started wondering if she was this horrible person. Um, because, you know, the way she plays most her roles with that abrupt way, you know, why do you have the dolly? I just took it. You know, you know, this 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 story and the lost daughter was just so bizarre to me. Um, on Sunday, I did do an audit of Parallel Mothers, and I thought that that story was supposed to only watch, I was supposed to only do 30 minutes, and I was a whole hour, and I was like, oh my God, it was so, so traumatic. And I thought Penelope Cruz did a wonderful job there. So I was actually surprised at the eyes of Tammy Faye. I enjoyed the movie for what it was worth. Um, The storyline, I think, because I was just fascinated by the story itself and, you know, seeing them bring it to, it was the story that's never been told as far as I know. So seeing them bringing it to life and, but I wouldn't have given it to her. So I think there were two other performances Um, I kind of agree with uh, Monica's take on Spencer, except that I think um, Kristen Stewart nailed the look and the behaviorisms, maybe not the the accent of Diana, but she nailed the look to me of her, um, as in the face, the features, everything there. The story was a bit bizarre, the way they put it together. And I guess, you know, so much so, so much so that I think at, at some point they she explained it on the red carpet because it was kind of bizarre. Like, you know, why? 
why why just this so but i just think there were two other better actresses there but all right critic your views on the academy's choice i i said they were going to give it to jessica chastain and i said why because when you look at the movies and you think of acting jessica chastain just like in your face in a role that requires it um now christine is talking about the eyes which is hilarious um and that's right but a lot of acting is the eyes really that's the core of it and that's why you know and so El Gordon West Side Story doesn't work. The eyes are dead. <laughs> so I understand. And I was looking at this category and going, hmm, like it's a tough one. I don't really think there's one where you go, you have to go here. Olivia's always great. The Lost Daughter, I like parts of it. You know, I didn't mind it. It's on Netflix. You can watch it whenever you want. Penelope Cruz is always great. Especially with Almodovar. I mean, yeah. Now, I like early Almodovar, not late. He's too tame to me now. I want the color back, Almodovar. But okay. I already said what I had to say about being the Ricardos. I love Nicole Kidman. but Like when Nicole Kidman and J.K. Simmons and Javier Bardem and Nina Arianda, no one's landing lines. And for Kristen Stewart and Spencer, Spencer to me is... When I watched it, it was, I went, hmm, very interesting. Because it's an emotional thing. It's not, a, it's not, they weren't trying to do historical accuracy. They were trying to give us an emotion of what they think of Lady Di. That's really what it is. It's an experimental movie, is what I would say. That's Go what ahead. I found insulting about it. Sorry mm-hmm. to jump in. That's exactly yeah. what I, I felt like. It was dishonorable to Princess Di. Don't come for me, anybody. But I felt it was dishonorable because they really painted her. The the depiction of Princess Di, to me, I felt was extremely inaccurate. And this is based on historical and even partial. Even The Crown, to me, did a better job. The acting and the execution in The Crown superseded this film. And that is a Netflix series. Sorry, guys. That's just what yeah. And I agreed there because when I watched it... My takeaway was pure emotion. And when I watched it, I texted a friend and I said, oh my God, these two boys are so lucky to have survived this. Because actually, when I when I watched it, I thought that they were trying to depict her as being mad. Like she had just gone off her rockers. And when she got in that car and drove off with them, I was like, oh dear God, the guy was waving to her with fear in his eyes, the cook. And I was just like, oh my God. And I literally texted a friend and I said, these two boys are, you know, and then I had to take a walk from it, you know, and now I see it from the standpoint that you're saying that it's disrespectful because that's really how you, that's what they wanted you to feel. You felt as though, she yeah. had just, and then here comes the dresser who was sent to tell her, you need counseling. And throughout the whole thing, you could have seen them walking all the way up to that, you know. And yeah. and there was that part where I actually turned off where she, they showed her like she cut herself with the pliers, but it mm-hmm. wasn't a cut. You thought it was a cut. And then you, this whole thing, this whole thing, this whole thing. And there was, it was no cut. And you, so you were like transported into this whole feeling of this woman just breaking the heck down. Like, you know. The, the pearls in the soup. 
Same thing with the pearls in the soup. It was choking yeah. on, and, they, and it didn't happen. And you're like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, and, it, and it's just totally... Um, I mean, and in, in real life, we know that she had the suicide attempts and she struggled with her mental health. I mean, that's known, but her children were her joy. That in part you talk about, that was uh, Kristen's best scene to me. That was literally her best scene because I felt like she was trying too hard in most of the film. It was something about when they gave her the two boys at the end, it just felt more like, you know, hardcore acting and really trying to capture that emotion with them. That was my favorite part, honestly. The last 10, 15 minutes was my favorite yeah, part. Yeah, like to McDonald's and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, but Burp, no, can't see. Yeah, it was, yeah. But earlier on in the film, that was the that was the place where you, you really, I think I felt really uncomfortable watching it because I felt like they really are depicting her as going mad. And we know that she was up and down right from factual data she was up and down she wasn't this mad the whole time and by that point which i have to bring up the fact versus fiction again by this point this was her last christmas uh with the royal family before the divorce mm -hmm. by that point she was getting stronger so her mental health in real life had gotten better but they depicted her so maddening that's why I was like, this is a little disrespectful to Princess Diana to paint her as this mad at the point when she was actually getting to a place toward recovery. By this point in the game, she was getting better. And I yeah. always look at things like that in relation to how does it make the family feel? So when I saw it and walked away, I was just like, they've traumatized these boys again. <laughs> like literally, because I mean to watch that, you know, and to be thrown into because they now directing, now directing was good because you felt them pull you into that. You felt them pull you into that emotion and you yeah. felt that, you know, and that was really good, but, you know. And, um, and you know, speaking of directing, it's Pablo Larraín and this is his thing. It's emotional filmmaking. He gives you an emotion and you stick with that for two hours. So, you know, it, that's the kind of movie it's going to have this kind of reaction. Um, but for this overall category, it makes sense to me. The only thing I think is missing, I do think that Jennifer Hudson deserved to be nominated for Respect uh, just because of her commitment to a role that is very difficult. It's difficult mm -hmm. to do Aretha Franklin especially for a Jennifer Hudson, who is a singer in her own right. And she's doing the singing. So I, mm -hmm. I would have put her in this category. And, uh, you know, to me, Nicole Kidman didn't need to be in here if I had to take somebody out. But no. congratulations to Jessica Chastain. Um, I do agree, like you said there, Monica, about Jessica. She could have won something before um, for yeah. her kind of acting. So, yeah. So, you know, congrats to her. Yeah, but but real quick, I just want to throw in about Nicole Kidman. And again, most of the time with me, she can do no wrong. Yeah, I did feel she was miscast in this movie. And I do feel like at some point she failed on the accent. And in my mind, I, ne I couldn't get past it, but we know she's Australian. Am I correct, Australian? Yes. Just so mm -hmm. I'm... It, it, it was a fail there too. And, and again, it was a hard thing for her to pull off 
But a lot of people, um, I saw a lot of online comments about how Deborah Messing should have been cast in that role. You know, that was a big thing about this. But I actually do agree about that. And I actually do think Deborah Messing could have killed it. But I think it was, you got more views for casting Nicole Kidman in it. And she was a part of the production. If I'm correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't she a part of the production mm-hmm. too? But I just didn't, I didn't think she should have been there. And I love Nicole Kidman and I love almost everything she's done. But yeah, this she's one, a phenomenal actress. Yeah, phenomenal I felt like it was a miss. Yes, I agree completely with that. I, I just think being the Ricardos was a miss on the page. So I, I think, yeah, I even think it if was it a were, cheerless movie. Yeah. It was a cheerless movie for yes. what we thought, you know, and perhaps this may be what really was the reality. But, yeah. you know, well, but it's overwritten and it's wrongly written. So even if even if you get a Deborah Messing to play the role, she's not going to make it land because Javier didn't. JK didn't. Nina didn't, who is an amazing actor in her own right. Tony Award winner. They didn't land it. So if you put Deborah Messing in there, she wouldn't either. It would just be a better version of a bad script. <laughs> with you on that one. I, I, I'll, I'll give you that. But I, I feel like she would have done better than Nicole. But to your yeah. point, the whole thing would have still failed. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea. And we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.